0: I'm former congressman, Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm a millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly.
1: So dad, let's talk about the presidential debate. The debate
0: was a classic example of what we had talked about several weeks ago going wrong and that is you have to negotiate the terms of the debate and even though the the presidential commission on debates changed their format several they've made significant changes after everything had been decided i had never seen anything like that before in my life once you have committed to a format that's it Nope, they didn't do that. They said, even though Trump says he's healthy, even though Trump, Trump's tested well, even though Biden tested well, we're not going to have the second debate in a face to face manner. We're going to do it in a Zoom type fashion. They have no right to do that. <laughs> if the candidates are deemed healthy, the debate has to go on. They can't just arbitrarily say, oh, we're not going to do that. We're going to do it. Th- you can't do that. You can't do that. Secondly, Gary, the last debate has always, 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 Always means, you know, like always, never changed. Been on foreign affairs. F- foreign affairs. They changed that. Now, what would be Trump's biggest strength? Foreign affairs. Because of the peace deals that he's been able to arrange with Israel and Israel's neighbors. They want to talk about that. And usually peace and prosperity. I mean, that's basically, the, if you go through the history books, that's basically what people get elected for. Bill Clinton used to say it. It's the economy, stupid, because those are the two things that people are concerned with. Are we in wars that can destroy America? And can you make a buck? So now they turned it into a COVID election, which is something that is bogus on so many levels, which we'll come back and talk about later. But they did not negotiate properly, Gary. And it should have been resolved early on that you have two minutes to answer a question. And... That should have been locked in concrete. That's like the basics of debate, okay? But the problem that they had in the first debate and the problem that was somewhat resolved in the second debate wasn't a mute button or not having a mute button. It was the fact that Chris Wallace did not have a structure for rebuts. That was also a flaw in the second debate. They normally would have, if they just modeled the the, the VP debate, they'd have been fine. Usually you have, you give each side a chance to maybe 30 seconds, maybe a minute to rebut the comments of the other person. And then if you're attacked again, you get another rebut. You never allow for attack to not to be answered. This is not hard stuff. And they left that out. None of that was, was properly negotiated. So they did what they wanted to do. They did what they wanted to do. One time Trump was blasted on, oh, he's this, he's this, he's this. And then the moderator said, okay, Trump, you have 10 seconds to respond. Huh? this guy went out for like 30, 40 seconds, just bashing the hell out of him. You get 10 seconds, that's it. And Trump picked the wrong thing to, to respond to that. And I think he's talked about Abraham Lincoln. And that, was not, it, that wasn't the point of the uh, tirade that, that Biden went through.
1: I actually agree with you, but I think the rebuttals were very one-sided. I think she mainly focused on the rebuttals that Biden actually did. So Trump didn't really have any time to re, you know, to rebut biden's comments. that happened a lot you, well, you're right biden al- but biden always had time to respond back to anything that trump said that's
0: exactly right and she interrupted Trump many 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 times i think they said 30 some odd times and the other thing gary besides the fact that they changed the format in the last debate and then they made it on six different issues none of the issues were favorable issues for trump and everybody knows that everybody knows did trump get a question on on education no, because that's a bad issue for Democrats. They don't want to talk about school choice because they can't deal with the question of, do your kids go to a private school? Yes. Will you allow other kids to go to private school? No, no, they can't go. No, 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 no. But my kids, they can go to private school. Not your kids. My kids can't. They don't want that because they know, ding, 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 they lose points on that. Do they want to talk about, obviously they don't want to talk about foreign affairs because of the fact that you have these peace agreements in areas that we thought, we're going to be powder cakes. Oh, guess what? Peaceful. Iran. Peaceful. North Korea. Peaceful. Russia. Peace. I mean, it's quiet. It is quiet. It is so quiet. We're not facing a situation where a president has to say, if you cross this line, there's gonna be trouble. And we know who said that, and there was no trouble after people crossed the line. They don't want to talk about that because it favored Trump. And so it was very, very un- unfortunate. They didn't talk about anything. They had to do a law and order. Very un- any- Anything that was pro-Trump, Trump, they, didn't, they didn't want to bring it up. And the problems, so they had climate change. Climate change is not an issue that Republicans typically you know, do well on, and those questions. It's a, the question that puts Republicans on the defensive all the time. Now, Joe turned that around because of the fact that he blurted out that he wanted to get rid of an entire industry that, is the lifeblood of our economy, oil, fossil fuels, fracking, gas. That blunder alone, we don't know who's going to win this election, but that should be a turn. That should be just something that would be a disqualifier. Here you are going to disrupt one of the most critical aspects of our entire economy. We are finally energy self-sufficient, and for years we were not. And now you want to upset that apple cart. Unbelievable statement, but it's worse than that, Gary, because there are two other statements that Biden got involved in that would be killers. Why do I say there would be killers for for a political campaign? Because they were killers for past campaigns when the person was a Republican. Joe Biden looked at his watch during the debate. Now, remember we talked about that, about that's one of the blunders that that, uh, have killed people's campaign ambitions. George H.W. Bush looked at his watch during the debate and that's all they talked about for about a week was the fact that why was he looking at his watch? What, what's the problem with it? What, what is he, where is he going? No one's ever talked about that other than one TV station that Joe Biden during the course of the debate just stared at his watch for I don't know how many seconds. The other item would be something that was detrimental to Gerald Ford. And that had to do with foreign affairs. Gerald Ford talked about Poland not being under Russian control. And that was it. That, he, it took forever for him to try to correct that, but it was. Very detrimental to his campaign. Well, Joe Biden blurted out that we were friends with Hitler. I mean, I don't know, why worse? You may as well just say, you know, I really love the devil. I mean, that's about you. might Just say that and see if you can win an election under normal circumstance or if you're a Republican. The election would be over. even You wouldn't even say people don't vote. Just do a voice vote on this. We don't have to go to the ballot. Just everyone... At five o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, just shout out who you want to vote for, and that'll be it. We don't need to go any further. Anyone who would say that we loved that at one time we love Hitler, I am sorry, <laughs> that should be a disqualifier. But you know, no one's talked about it. It's all fine. Joe gets Joe gets a mulligan. Joe Biden gets more mulligans than you than I've ever seen any other person in in, in the history of of elections get.
1: I um, in my opinion. This was a perfect example of why Joe Biden should not be talking as much as he did. Because I felt like during this debate, obviously, because there was no, you know, know, there were very little interruptions by Trump. Joe Biden got a chance to say everything he wanted to say. And the more he actually spoke, the more he made mistakes while he was speaking. Yeah. And that that was a very key note that I saw while watching this debate.
0: Yeah. Now, that first debate, Gary, I, the moderator did a horrible job to lose control of it, of it. As I mentioned before, usually there are a lot of things that can be debated, whether or not you're standing, whether or not you're sitting, et cetera. They've gone with the same format for the two the two debates that they have this year. They're both standing at podiums. But you negotiate. Why not have multiple people participating and asking the questions? You know, so that could have been a, a way of... Uh, of handling it more fairly, and then have you know, person from that's deemed as being a liberal, and a person that's deemed to be a conservative, and a person that could be more of a moderate, have three different voices. So you, you get three different types of questions versus questions that would really all questions that would put any Republican on the defensive, and not any questions that would put the Democrats on the the offensive, and that's what they did. And but I think overall. The the mod I say all these things, but in, in light of the fact that Chris Wallace was so terrible, Christian Welker was was good. All things being considered, you could tell that her liberal bent, but that's fine. That's fine. She she tried, she tried, and she maintained control, and she sincerely gave an effort that would try to to. Uh, display fairness. And and I think that for, for most instances, she was successful there. But I do think that the question that she asked, she didn't, she didn't give any question that should have been asked of the other side that would put the other side on the defensive. Immigration, I think that was handled extremely well by Trump because he pointed out that the cage thing and the separation was done by the Obama administration first. But, um, you know, so it's an uh, interesting debate. I believe that since biden had a chance to talk i think that was the that was probably the the biggest plus for for donald trump and the fact that donald trump was able to control himself those two things were were very very positive aspects of the debate and
1: yeah the, very soon the voters will will have a chance to uh, make their their decision yeah i agree with you i think the moderator did a great job as well in fact she actually should have done the quote-unquote town hall Joe Biden not Lester Holt because Lester he's too soft to do that in my personal opinion Mm -hmm. Um, he's not strong enough you know to do that role and I felt like you know that would have actually changed how the town hall went
0: skipping to another topic because in a lot of the debates we've had not a lot but there have been debates in my lifetime where we've had three people on the stage this election cycle has been developed in a way in which the Democrats have helped, with the help of the media, have assured that we are not going to have what happened in 2000. We're not going to have what potentially happened in 16. And that is a third party candidate siphoning off anti, in this case, whatever candidate you want to mention, votes. In the case of Ralph Nader in 2000, Al Gore blamed his loss on the fact that. Ralph Nader's votes would have normally been his votes since Ralph Nader was such a liberal, that his all of Ralph Nader's liberal folks would have gravitated toward him and he would have been able, Al Gore, to defeat George W. Bush. In the case of Hillary Clinton in 2016, Joe Stein was the Green Party candidate and siphoned off votes once again that probably would have gone to Hillary Clinton. They've assured us that we will never know the names of the, th- the third party candidates in this election cycle. The media has done that very skillfully, that there, as far as the people are concerned, there are no third party candidates. There are no, no, they, they don't exist. And I think highly unfair because for anyone that follows politics, I think they can scratch their head and say, yeah, there, there, there isn't. And I'm telling you that if, if Ross Perot had not stuck his nose in the election of '92, not so much in '96, where he also was a third-party candidate, George H.W. Bush would have had two terms as president of the United States. So I think that that manipulation of the voting process in this cycle is something that was purposely done, and and something that you know is done to benefit Joe Biden. Once again, everyone's pulling for you, Joe except for uh, people who really know your record. So as we look at mistakes in which I think uh, Donald Trump made, we mentioned how Joe Biden mistake with three major mistakes, you know, the Hitler comment, the watch, uh, energy and uh, eliminating the oil industry. I think Donald Trump missed out on a tremendous opportunity. And I I say that because when I was looking at the Sunday shows, Ice Cube was on and I didn't know the story. The story was Ice Cube went to both campaigns and said, "Hey, I've been working on a contract for Black America that I would like for you guys to consider." And he went to the Biden campaign, and the Biden campaign they said, "Hey, we'll talk after the election. After I win, then we'll sit down and talk." Which is what you know Biden kind of does. You know, very frequently he wants to do that on stacking the court. He wants to talk about it with a commission after he wins the election. That's, he will not make any, any decisions or do anything any heavy lifting. Ice Cube went to the Trump campaign and they said, come right over we'll, and let's sit down and talk about it. He sat there for three hours with top people in the Trump administration. They incorporated a number of his points into what's known as the, the Platinum Plan, which former Lieutenant Governor Jennifer Carroll talked about in our last show. And Trump should have mentioned that. I think he could have gotten a big plus out of both mentioning the fact that he does have a plan for the black community. He had to go on, he had to go along with what he's done with historically black colleges and go along with the opportunity zones and go along with what he's done for criminal justice reform. And it would have been a tremendous plus. While Joe Biden, when he had an opportunity to talk about achievements or when he had an opportunity to talk about the black community and what he's done, had nothing to say. And I think that old mission was the biggest slap in the face that you can give when you when you served as vice president for a Black president. It, and If there aren't any achievements, just say, okay, we don't, maybe that's why. He didn't couldn't say what he didn't, what he didn't have. But the bottom line of it is, I think that was a missed opportunity for Donald Trump not to talk about that because even though no one's expecting Donald Trump to carry the Black vote or even get you know a, a zillion votes from the Black community, I think that the white community would like to see what type of compassion Republicans have for the black community, even if it's not something that the Democrats feel a need to say. And as I've talked about before, the Democrat Party on race is terrible. It's terrible. I've just just of an objective perspective, civil rights bills, we talked about that, their own income tax credit was something Republicans did when there was forced busing. Republicans came up with magnet schools. You can go on and on. All the legislation, whether it was Head Start or the Civil Rights Bill, or the Voting Rights Act, more Republican congressmen and senators supported those bills than Democrats. It is part of the record. Can't run away from it. Martin Luther King's holiday was signed into law by a Republican. The Fair Housing Act was something that the Republicans did. So it's it's very very clear, but the Democrats don't want you to know that. All they want to do is Democrats is fight and plan. And so that's basically what the Biden people told Ice Cube: We'll plan. We'll do. We'll talk about it later. You know, no no action. Just we'll talk about it later, because that's all they do. They don't have success stories to tell about the black community. I wrote a not bad on it. You can find it on my Twitter or Facebook page and, and, and you can see all the things that the Republicans have done for the black community. One of the reasons why I am a Republican and you see that the Democrats really it's pretty bare. It's pretty bare. The whole effort to to have blacks employed in major corporations was done by Richard Nixon, the Republican. So there's this I can go on now on, on, but that's not the subject for today.
1: Ice Cube was getting absolutely destroyed by a lot of uh Mm -hmm. of our community for actually saying those things. You know how that goes. Yeah, If you support one side, that's what happens.
0: The Black community has been sold a bag of goods when it comes to to, to politics of late. And all they have to do is think of it from a very practical perspective. If you are only part of one party, what's the damage there? Think of it from this perspective. If you only show up for half your classes, can you pass the grade? no you will fail so if you have two professors teaching one class and you decide to show up for one of the professors but don't show up for the other professor you will fail so if you don't participate in both parties black community it will not work for you okay that that's exactly the way the game is played now here's a better example you all know how to play basketball i'm not making this a racial thing but i played okay i played basketball and i used to go to a gym and play pickup games If nine people went on one side and I was left on the other side, could you play basketball? The answer is no. So if you don't play by the rules like every other ethnic group, it will not work for you. Playing the tribal aspect of politics, which is if you step out of line, we get rid of you, or that doesn't, or we ostracize. That that's stupid. Okay, that's that's the only word you can use. It's stupid. You have to play the, whatever the game is that you're playing, and politics is a form of a, is a process. If you don't participate in the process properly, it will not work for you, period. Okay? It will not work for you. And I talked about in another op-ed how back in the 60s, we didn't do that. Martin Luther King, you didn't know what party he was affiliated with. Malcolm X, you didn't know what party he was affiliated with. Jackie Robinson was a proud Republican. You can go through all of the leaders in the '60s. They wanted to work with both parties. They stressed that they wanted to work with both parties, not just put all your eggs in one basket and then hope for the best. You know, it's it's not a smart thing to do. Now, I I was reading a book here. I read it in the past, but I read it again. That's called Up from Slavery, and it it talked about how blacks back in the time of Booker T. Washington, when they started voting, they said they were trying to encourage Booker T. Washington to vote a certain way. And then Booker T. Washington, like most blacks at the time, were Republicans. And he was asked to, uh, Booker T said, well, you guys can't read, so how do you figure out who, who to vote for? And the black individual said, essentially, we go to the store, we listen to what the white man is saying, and then we do the opposite. <laughs> so that's how we know who to vote for. And But now we're not like that, folks. We are well-educated individuals. We do not have to just say, well, the white person going this way, we go the other way, or the Republicans go this way, so we go this way. No, you should listen to the candidates, analyze what they're saying, listen to their accomplishments. And if someone has been in office of 47 years and now has come up with the fact that they want to do something, maybe you should tell that person it's 47 years too late. Following three terms on the city council and three terms in Congress, former Congressman Gary Franks's consulting firm, has helped scores of companies, large Fortune 500 firms, small businesses, and even startup companies secure millions of dollars in federal government contracts and international business opportunities. Congressman Franks, a Yale grad, author, Fortune 500 executive, and former visiting professor at Georgetown University, UVA, and Hampton University, will use his knowledge, experience, relationships, and strategic plan model to help you reach that next level of success. Schedule your participation in an upcoming webinar to learn just how Congressman Franks can help you. For more information, email gary at garyfranks.org now. What Tr- troubles me about Joe Biden is that he lies so much that I'm so happy now that, and I was thinking of this but the Trump people did it recently. Now, when Trump has his rallies, Gary, he has a great big screen that everyone can see in the audience, and he plays Joe Biden and Kamala Harris lying, so you can see you can see them. Okay, here's they are in fracking. Therefore, I'm against. I'm for. You can see it. You can see it coming out of their mouths what they're saying, and you can see the whole thing because the press will never show it. So he's showing that at his rallies, and so it makes it impossible for Joe Biden to do what he did yesterday. And I'm not against bragging. Well, Joe, don't, okay, fine. We heard what you just said Let's this is mark today. That's what you said like yesterday, the day before. This is what you said. And so people can see that as adamantly as he comes out saying he's, that you got it all wrong, don't believe what Trump said. So you can just see what you said. I'm going to, Raise taxes as soon as I get in office, Joe. You, you, you—the one who said it. You know, get rid of the, the tax cuts as soon as you get in office. So that's a tax increase, Joe. You, you said it. No one's putting words in people's mouths. No one's lying on you, Joe. You're saying it. And then what bothers me is he plagiarizes so much that he he tries to make it sound as though he, you know, he's just he comes up with all these clever things to say. And then the nth degree of his plagiarizing is something that I take. I take real exception to because when i was in georgia once again we talked about this in the past testifying before a three-judge panel on racial gerrymandering, you know i said there's no red states and there's no black states and there's no yellow states that people should not have to run to a state that matches their color in order to get elected to congress that was my exact quote now other people have used it obviously but Joe Biden actually just lifted what Barack Obama's version of that statement, and now he talks about there are no red states, there are no blue states in America. It's just the United States. Why don't you just say, as Barack Obama once said, or as, as Gary Franks once said, I don't don't use me, but as Barack Obama once said, you know. Because it just comes across, especially when you have a history of it, Joe. You did that to Robert Kennedy. You did that to John F. Kennedy. You did that to this British guy. You steal people's stuff all the time. You get away with it. And it's so sad that people are just so desperate, so desperate, have so much hate in their hearts that they accept you doing this. When they know, as they're accepting you doing this, that they are so disappointed and sad that they're they're, they're pushed to this extreme position of supporting you. Because under normal conditions, I I hate to say it like this, but under normal conditions, they would run from you like the plague. Okay, they really would because it is so sad, the way that you position yourself as and, and lied so much to the people and have tried to say, look at my character, look at my, and we give you passes, Joe. Did you bother that lady, woman who worked for you? Okay, we gave you a pass. Did you do, we give you a pass. We've been giving you passes on everything, giving you the benefit of the doubt on everything, on everything, you get the benefit of the doubt. You're always right, everybody else is always wrong. But the bottom line, Joe, after a while, it gets kind of, you know, it gets kind of old.
1: Just another question as well. Because obviously this isn't the first time Joe has ran for president. Did he have anything to say then, either, or this isn't you know, or it's always? Been Don't
0: way. know. And the other times, Gary, he never gained any real traction. Trump said he was one okay. percent Joe because he never got traction. And keep in mind, in this election cycle, he was in fifth place before you know he went to South Carolina. I mean, he was not doing well at all. He was on life support, so to speak. And prior, when he ran the first two times, he usually got kicked off the stage because he lied so much. And so, you know, one one cycle he was talking about being the top student in his class. He did this. And and he plagiarized when he was in school. He plagiarized like five pages of a term paper. He took people's speech. I mean, everything he did was something that caused people to say, he can't be serious. He can't be serious. He thinks he's going to get elected after some of the stuff that he's done. And so it's a situation where it's amazing. And I think he's amazed, quite frankly, that he's gotten this far because it's, <laughs> it's it is truly, truly amazing. I mean, I thought anyone who would, who would call a person, I mean, he's pretty, he's clean and articulate for a black person. is you know, And then that black person selects you to be his running mate or her running mate. And then when, the, when you're a running mate, basically tells america that you're a racist because of your attitudes about school busing back in the day and you're hanging out with racist people and grand dragons and the ku klux klan it's just it's just so strange that, that everything that you know all these stories are like and it should be in the in the believe it or not section of a of an encyclopedia don't forget to subscribe